listener production. Well, the optimism in markets seems to be continuing. And a big fall in the oil prices weighed on energy shares. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Craig. It's Wednesday, the 8th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Mr. James. Mr. Daglian, how are you? <laughs> Look, I'm not bad. I reckon, what is it today? Wednesday, 7 out of 10, I think. Markets? Looks like it's going to fall over the line. It looks like it, doesn't it? I mean, just hanging on at the moment to uh, some modest gains. We're up about a fifth of a percent as we head into the close. Um, not too far from the best levels of the day as well. We were a bit lower earlier this morning. And yesterday, the market did fall. But I think the important takeaway here is how well the market has gone after hitting lows in late October. So our share market is up almost 3.5% from the lows that we hit last month and still having the best month we've had all year as far as the very early days, but looking good so far. And a lot of thanks has got to be given to the United States. They're on mm. a bit of a tear at the moment. Uh, but, of course, after a couple of months of you know, sort of fairly soggy results. Exactly. So we had three straight months where markets were quite underwhelming as far as movements are concerned, to say the least. But now we've uh, we've bounced back a little. And of course, yesterday we had the Reserve Bank raising interest rates, something that most economists in Australia were expecting, but perhaps a, a slight shift in, in tone as far as what might be ahead. And that seemed to encourage markets. Yeah, a bit of dovishness in the final paragraph. Of course, you've got the, the statement that comes out. No one reads the statement except for the final <laughs> paragraph. They go to mm. that and the indication was uh, whether we need another change in interest rates will be determined once we have a look at the, the data. So it saw the, uh, the share market rally a bit, the mm. Aussie dollar dropped, and, and uh, three-year bond yields fell. Exactly. So in the next couple of weeks, there'll be a few things to watch, I guess, um, ahead of the next decision. There'll be updates on wages and jobs yes. next week. There'll be inflation right at the end of the month. And these are all things that the RBA watches, in addition to how things are progressing globally as well, of course. Yes, indeed. If we take a look at some of the sectors today, it's been an interesting day because nine of 11 sectors are actually in positive territory at the moment, led by some of the interest rate sensitive areas as well. So tech up close to 2%, property stocks are up a little over 1%. We're seeing telcos doing quite well. The two sectors that are really struggling, materials, so the miners, and also energy companies too. Yeah, we can put that down in a fair degree to China. Mm. Uh, the Chinese trade figures came out yesterday and they didn't really excite too much. Uh, it was a big fall in terms of exports year on year and imports were up by around about 3%. So concern about the health of the Chinese uh, economy. Also, US stockpiles are up by 12 million yes, in the, in the past week. And a report from the Energy Information Agency uh, suggesting that per capita US consumption of oil is headed for a 20-year low. So certainly that's weighed on the energy uh, shares today. Yeah, and oil prices, you know, they were lifting quite strongly in, in prior weeks, of course, with everything happening in, uh, in the Middle East. But uh, it has come under quite a bit of pressure in the last um, few days. But um, let's look at some stocks today. James Hardy, uh, certainly the best performer on the ASX 200, at least for the time being. It's up in the order of around 13%. And this is after releasing a quarterly result telling investors how it's done between July and September. Not the biggest stock on the market, but still large enough that a 13% lift can at least provide a little bit of a boost to the ASX 200. Now in the results, it said that results were solid, helped in part by the fact that it's raising prices on some of its building materials by 15% or so here in Australia. Margins have been improving for some of its products and the CEO seemed quite upbeat 
about what the next couple of months might look like, even though there's a bit of uncertainty about the American housing market, which mm. happens to be its biggest market as well. Revel was another one to um, get some encouragement from uh, the trading update that came out today. Uh, Breville, major maker of appliances in, in Australia. Asian sales are moving from strength to strength, apparently, according to the company. Uh, solid results out of Europe, although it couldn't help itself to use the word challenging. Yes, we've got to mm. use either resilience or challenging somewhere, but it's a challenging backdrop to trade. But uh, Breville shares up in the order of 2%. Certainly during the, the peak of the pandemic, that's when everyone was buying coffee machines. Um, yes. that, that must have dried up now where there are people that can make better coffees elsewhere, I guess. But uh, Magellan also receiving attention today. This is the uh, investment manager. It was delivered a first strike on remuneration. And this is basically when there are enough shareholders, 25% or more, that are angry about how much leaders are getting paid essentially at these businesses. So what this means is that if shareholders vote down executive packages again in 12 months time, then the board can be voted out of office. So it can be used as a bit of a negotiating tool, if you like, for, mm. for shareholders to get something out of it. There have been quite a few companies on the Aussie market in the last few weeks that have been delivered first strikes too. So Woolies, Whitehaven Coal, Pipeline Company, APA included. And Magellan has had a rough few years. I mean, it's trading at about $7 at the moment, but at its peak, it was significantly higher. It was almost $75 three years ago. And now the amount of money it's managing on behalf of investors has really gone from over $110 billion to about $35 billion today. So I guess, um, you know, that that makes sense. Yeah, you've got to keep the investors happy. Domain came out with its uh, first quarter uh, revenue figures. Revenue up uh, by 7.5% in 7.8% annual gain in digital uh, revenues. But the brokers have looked at it. City says it's uh, weaker than expected. UBS says it's weaker than expected as well. Listing volumes down by 3% year on year. There had been a little bit of disappointment because the earlier numbers from the REA uh, prop track suggested that they could be a little bit higher in terms of uh, revenues and in terms of listings. Uh, so domain shares down a touch today. So let's look forward tonight firstly and then tomorrow as well. There are a few things to watch, right, um, in the next 24 to 48 hours, which is maybe one reason why markets are perhaps a little bit cautious today. Yes, the Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, has got a number of engagements. One introductory remarks and then he's on a panel. So we have to see you know, sort of what he's going to indicate. Central bankers of late have been a little bit more dovish than yes, they have been in the past. And that's because progress has been made on get, getting inflation down. We've got some earnings results uh, coming out as well from um, eBay, Rivian, Walt Disney, Ralph Lauren, Warner Brothers Discovery, amongst others. Yeah, and we're still a long way out from the next decision for the Federal Reserve for what it's going to do with interest rates in the US. We're about five weeks away. And at the moment, the market thinks there's still about a 90% chance that they're going to keep rates where they are. So we'll see what happens. But of course, um, a lot can change over the course of, uh, of five weeks. Also keep in mind, of course, that this week, daylight saving ended over in the United States, mm. which means that the US market is now shutting at 8 a.m. Sydney time for at least some of you that is a change. And tomorrow, there'll be a few things to watch, certainly, but NAB will be out with its profit results, zero, Orica, News Corp, and there'll be plenty of annual meetings too from the likes of Amcor, Nine, and also the Star. Anything out of China? 
Chinese inflation figures, although um, the, the concern in China is more about deflation <laughs> rather yeah. than inflation, but you will be looking at those to get a bit more reading about mm. the Chinese economy. How important might that be for the Aussie market tomorrow? This will be out about 12.30pm Sydney time. I don't think it's going to be super important, mm-hmm. but um, of course you've got to watch the figures to see how close they are to consensus and uh, that gives you some sort of indication about um, what impact it could have. But yeah, I suppose at the moment uh, the United States economy looks as though it's travelling quite nicely, a degree of resilience there. It's getting into inflation down, the job market looks as though it's easing so- somewhat. But uh, China, yeah, a lot of question marks in terms of the Chinese economy. Exactly. So we're getting closer to the end of trade. Still not quite there yet. The market is still holding up, still up about a fifth of a percent. Mining and energy stocks are losers. Everything else is doing quite well. BHP Rio down about 2%. Fortescue down 1%. So difficult for markets to shake that off completely. The Aussie dollar at around 64.3 US. But I think that's it, Craigie. I think so. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.